The heat is on in Los Angeles, which is where we find Uli of Ozo Motley, ready, willing, and able to talk about their new album, Marching On. The album came out on the 15th. Have you been doing some gigs in in, in the interim? Yes, uh, we actually been doing... Um... I, I, you know, we were obviously with the with the pandemic and the quarantine and all these type of things. Um, gigs were, you know, hard to come by for a while. Yep. And um, yep. interestingly enough, one of the first gigs that we did in the middle of the lockdown, we did a drive-in gig. So what it was is oh, that right. they set up this stage right in the middle of of this huge parking lot, and then cars parked all around the stage. So it's kind of a 360 kind of experience. Right, right. And um, what ended up happening is like, yeah, like people would were in their cars. The music was coming out of their car stereos. <laughs> and, you know, at the end of songs, people were beeping. Beep, 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 beep. Right, right, right. Know? Yep. It was an interesting <laughs> experience. But from that point to this point, you know, we have been doing gigs. We have been working. Uh, we're actually taking off to Colorado this weekend to, to work. Right. You know, obviously, with the with the the record being just released, <coughs> you usually ramp up the work that the, the next couple weeks. You know. Yep. So marching on, uh, give me the backstory behind the album. You guys started recording it several years ago, I assume, pre pandemic. Well, yeah, it was actually right at the beginning of the pandemic. You know, we were in the studio, this beautiful studio called Sonic Ranch, right outside of El Paso. This this studio is a. Uh, it's a unique experience because it's like in the middle of this huge pecan farm. Right. And and you 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 stay, you basically you're kind of stuck at the studio. I mean, true, you can get in a car and drive to El Paso, but you have your own room and they have a staff that feeds you breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So there's right. kind of no need to leave. So you're kind of in the mix of of, of constantly being, you know, the recording process and the creative process so we were we were uh in the studio right when this was popping off and um, for most of us we were kind of thinking oh this is just another swine flu another sars another yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. you know this is gonna this shit's gonna pass you yep. know um and it's gonna be a brief thing but no obviously it, it wasn't that way and um so there were still things left to record after leaving that that studio. So during the pandemic, we were recording in different people's houses, different small studios to complete the record. And then once we completed the record, it was one of those things where, hey, do we want to just release this in the middle of the pandemic and not tour on yeah. it or not do anything? Yeah. So um, we ended up, you know, holding it, basically kind of like putting it in the closet, leaving it in the oven to marinate. Right. And waited for the perfect opportunity to, do, to be able to release it and tour the record, you know? Yep, yep, yep. So, so the record has a, a vibe to it. It's a fairly upbeat and positive vibe. Uh, would you have made a different record if you were making it, uh, say, last year instead of back when you did? Uh, I mean, our Ozo Motley music for the for the most part is always has an uplifting kind of a vibe to it. Yeah, uh, very danceable, very kind of like celebratory kind of thing. So I I don't think it would be different, you know. 
um, you know, maybe I don't, I, I don't know. Maybe you know, in the middle of when it was really, really locked down and us musicians were really hurting, maybe a little bit more goth influence might have got in there. But right, right, yeah, <laughs> a little bit more kind of like existential crisis. But right. <laughs> for now, you know, that's what we got. You know, it's always kind of Ozo Motley music has always been kind of a happy thing. You know, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So you got a guy named David Garzo who was producing. What, what, how did you guys work together with him? Well, David Garza has been a pretty renowned songwriter producer now for a minute. He just actually won a Grammy for Fiona Apple's new album. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had known him, you know, through musicians, circles of musicians. And, uh, it, you know, to produce also Motley, you kind of got to bring your A game, you know, because... Uh, most of us have studied music. Most of us, you know, um, are really into the, the the art of songwriting and things like that. Right. So he brought something that was very unique to the to the process, and his energy kind of vibed really well with us, you know. Um, and uh, we ended up we ended up having a really good time with David in recording this record. Cool. Now, speaking of bringing things to the to the uh, record, my understanding is you brought Lisa Lisa in to show up on Fellas. Is that right? Something for the fellas. Ladies, don't get jealous. Yeah, we actually got Lisa Lisa and legendary hip-hop group J.J. Fad on the record. Right. Interesting thing with J.J. Fad is that this had been their first actual recording. They're actually stepping into a studio in over like 20 years or something like that. Insane, man. So, yep. uh, that, so, that so how did that happen? Actually, how did you get them? Well, that one actually came out of a, a, a relationship we had with this concert promoter named Bobby D in Los Angeles. And also, uh, um, you know, reaching out to them. Interestingly enough, uh, with Lisa Lisa, what happened was is the 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 first, I guess, introduction that we had was that during the pandemic, I was doing like live streaming DJ sets, you know, right? Yeah, uh, you know, for our audience, for our for our fans, and whatever. And usually I would pick a theme or a genre music. So this one in particular was what they called freestyle music, Latin freestyle, that type of music that was Lisa Lisa's kind of genre in the in the 80s, you know? Yep. <clears throat> so I, I had found this really cool picture of Lisa Lisa with Stevie B and I don't know who else, all these like luminaries of that scene back in the 80s wearing wild clothes and crazy hair. And I posted it up and someone tagged lisa lisa on this post right so i was you know um she wrote something and i had i had seen lisa lisa live plenty of times through the years and the one thing unique to her as far as i guess that sets her apart from most of these freestyle artists is that not only can she sing her ass off but she has an amazing band and a great live show Right. And so I mentioned that to her. So it kind of like, you know, um, it just opened the door to this conversation. And that's how it kind of started as far as the collaboration was concerned. Gotcha. And what can you tell me about the song itself, fellas? Well, exactly that. When we were recording this song, uh, 
it was giving us that freestyle music vibe. Yeah. Even though, you know, uh, we, we it was all acoustic instruments and whatever, but it gave that vibe. And we were like, well, why don't we just go all the way there? Why don't we yeah. just take this to its natural, uh, you know, where it's going to be going? And we were like, well, how about Lisa Lisa? How about, you know, then the whole JJ Fad thing came about and it was just, it yep. was a blessing, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And you've also got uh, a Guatemalan singer, uh, Gabby Marino, showing mm -hmm. up on the record. Tell me how yeah. that happened. Gabby's a great friend of ours, uh, an amazing artist and singer. So we had already previously had collaborated with her on a pre prior record called Nonstop, right. uh, yep. um, Mexico to Jamaica, where we got that, that, that particular album had a theme to it where we got music from the Mexican songbook, whether old or new, right. and we gave it the Jamaican treatment, courtesy of, of, of Sly and Robbie production. So nice. with that, we did the song Solamente Una Vez uh, with Gabby, and we gave it like a nice little reggae feel to it. And so that's how we knew Gabby. Another person on that track that you're mentioning was me, uh, this track called Mi Destino, which we had Gabby, was b yep. Real from Cypress Hill. Yes. with my people will never surrender. I got the blood of a titan if you try my temper. Brown and proud, we don't settle so get it. They may never give up the credit, but we know how to get it. Say a prayer for the dreamers, the broken, the healers. We are the seers, the future, the fearless. Come see us. It's me, destino, adivino, caminos, vecinos. Venga conmigo y nosotros unimos sin líos. That's another guy which was interesting uh, a development was, you know, Cypress Hill has always been a very influential band, especially in, in the neighborhood that I grew up in. Right. And everybody kind of knew who they were. And, and so they're even, they're even influential down here. I remember seeing them back in the 90s down here in New Zealand. Exactly. So ever since Ozo Motley started, people have always said, well, when are you guys ever going to collaborate with Cypress Hill? When are you yep. ever going to do something with them? And it took close to 26 years to finally for it to kind of pop off the vine because right. no shit. I just wrote to him in his direct messages and I was like, Hey, this is so-and-so from Ozo Walatli, Uli from Ozo Mali. We have this track. We would really love to have you on it. And right. you know, honestly, most of the time when people direct message somebody else in an uh, in Instagram, it gets ignored, you know, it's like, right. who's, yep, yep. Who, who's this joker? Like, I don't know, like, you know, but surprisingly enough, he wrote me back and surprisingly enough, it ended up happening. We ended up reaching out to his management and he ended up, we sent him the track and he recorded the, the, the vocals for it. Beautiful thing. So now with the record coming out so long after you started it, uh, how has been received in a different environment than you started making it? So did that make any kind of difference as far as how people were looking at the songs and hearing it? As far as, I guess, chronologically, no. Like, just right. the time where we were recording it, we still had that drive to want to record new music, da da da, da. So yep. thankfully... Um, the initial feedback has been very positive. Right. Fans have been digging this new record. Because, you know, sometimes when you release a new record, you know, you'll get the like, 
oh, this isn't like their old shit at all. Uh, bring back yeah. that old sound. Da -da 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 you know, I don't like where they're going with this. That happens. And sure. the cool thing about this record is that the initial reaction of most of the fans have been has been overwhelmingly positive. Cool, cool, cool. So with that in mind, what are you thinking about what you're going to do next? Well, we're definitely going to, I mean, obviously the, 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 the baby just was born. So we're going to yes. promote the uh, shit out of the baby. Fair enough. <laughs> we're going to yeah, promote the shit out of the baby. And we're going to try to, you know, um, continue playing gigs and stuff like that. As far as yep. future plans, <clears throat> hopefully we can get back to doing some shows overseas. Because, you know, obviously with the pandemic, that really got yeah. put off. We haven't been back yeah. in Europe for years. We haven't been back in to New Zealand or Australia or Japan in years, so hopefully we can come back. And um, also, there uh, we there's discussion about uh, creating a new Ozo Kids record. We had done a Kids album ah. a couple years back, and um, it, it did so well that we're I think we're considering doing a new one. Gotcha. Sounds like it's happening. And what's the vibe like in the states over there? You know, there's all that political stuff and there's, I mean, everything. It's very bizarre watching it from outside of the States. So. Well, uh, yeah, I could imagine anybody from outside thinking this is bizarro world. <clears throat> um, politically speaking, of course, I think um, the, the, the populace is, is maybe it's an, an illusion that it's as divided as it's ever been. But right. um, but it feels that like... Um, we are treating our, our our political parties like sports teams, you know, because yes. even when they're losers and even when they're jerks, we're still like rah, rah, rahing them. You know, we're still back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, which which is it's it's a it's a very surreal, you know, with all the things that have happened in the last maybe three, four years, whether it was the Trump presidency, covid um the insurrection you name it it's just all these weird things that have been going on and um w is it going to get better i don't know honestly i don't know you know like if you would have asked me if trump would have won many years many years many moons ago i would have been like no way but look what happened so yeah, look what I, happened indeed. i don't yeah. think i i'm a great barometer of like uh <laughs> Of maybe right. like the, the you know uh, uh, I guess the general population of where they're at as far as like how are people are voting because unfortunately in this country um, uh, especially as a two party political system sometimes we're very single issue on certain things like if it's this if they're down for this then I'm gonna vote for them you know you yep, know yep. I mean um, whether or not it's in, in my even in my best interest in my self best interest you know which is interesting you know but um, yeah, I, I don't understand that one at all but you're right that's what is happening and then you know I mean obviously we have it, uh, uh, the elephant in the room is you know are the gun issue obviously that like it seems like every other day we're having these terrible terrible shootings and, yep. and uh I don't, you know, I don't know what to tell you as far as the solution for that thing, you know, because it's just so, in, um, people have, uh, have doubled down their positions so tough. It feels yep. like there's no room for negotiation or for yep. logic, let alone, you know, any kind of like, you know, forward momentum of trying to solve this in a, in a healthy yep. way, yep. you know, for society. Yep. 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 
Yeah, it's 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 got to be frustrating, but anyway, that's <laughs> there you go. The landing. I, hey, I have a I, my cousin married some Kiwis, and and I already oh, talked yeah? to them about moving over there. You know what I mean? <laughs> Smartest thing I ever did, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very good. All righty. Well, thank you so much for spending time talking to me, enjoying the record. I hope it does all sorts of cool stuff and get your guys down here sometime. When, yes. When it when it becomes possible. Yes. It'd be great. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great one. Thank you for the interview.